Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. This is Thanksgiving Sunday, and we always like to do something a little different on this day. So we're going to have a variety of people speaking to us this morning, which is going to be fun. But thank, Thanksgiving has been a holiday in Canada since, I think, I'll just look here, yeah, 1879, when Parliament passed a law designating a national day of Thanksgiving. They didn't fix that day. It kind of was here and there, October, November. Uh, and then finally, in January the 31st, 1957, the Governor General of Canada, uh, Vincent Massey, issued a proclamation saying this, a day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the bountiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed. Is that good? So today, not because the government says, but because the Bible says, this is a Bible truth. Thanksgiving is good for us. Thanksgiving is powerful. We're going to hear from four different speakers, plus me, and uh, about Thanksgiving. You know, I was here, spoke at our Pillars Gathering, which is our senior saints. I got my card checked when I came in, and they said I wasn't old enough, but they would make an exception. And it was beautiful to gather and hear them worship together. Powerful worship. And I would say scriptures, and they'd be finishing them before I finish them passionate worshipers, lovers of Jesus. And then this past Thursday, our young adults gathered and we started to worship and in the same room, but probably people that are 40 to 50 to 60 years younger. And I heard the same sound, different words, different music. And I heard the same sound of worship because that's who we are. To worship you, I live. It sets everything right in our life. It orders us. It keeps us from thinking that life's all about us. It reminds us that our source of hope and our help is found in the Lord. It, worship, so if you're here visiting and you're like, why are you singing so long? We're not singing. We're worshiping. We're worshiping he who, is, who sits on the throne. The one who is above all. The one who is worthy the king of the universe, the God of all gods, the king of all kings, our redeemer, the hope of our life. I would have said amen by now. That's why we worship. That's why we give thanks. Psalm 107 verse one says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. James 1 and 17 reminds us every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. It's not because you're the smartest person and got a promotion that every good thing has come in your life. Every good thing in your life is from the good God. Every blessing that is in your life is because of Jesus and his grace, the common grace to all men and the specific grace to you. And so we give thanks to him who is our provider, who is our deliverer, who is our soon and coming king, our Jesus. And so this morning we have four behind me that are gonna share 
out of the scripture five to six minutes. If it's longer than that, I'll pull them off. It's okay. They aren't coming. They left already. <laughs> Thanksgiving is this beautiful gift that God has given us. I read this morning in a prayer room, uh, and if you're not aware that we have prayer before service, you can come at 9.30 into that room over there, the uh, music room. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Why do you think the scriptures say forget not? Because we forget prize to the man on the third row because we have a tendency to forget and make it about us and ourselves. So heaven points us back, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my sins, who heals all my disease, who redeemed my life from the pit and crowns me with loving kindness and salvation. And on and on we could go, but I won't because Hannah's going to go. I get a timer or I'm just going okay <laughs> good morning horizon church I am Hannah and I'm very excited I have the honor and privilege to speak this morning so to get to know me a little bit you may have seen me on the worship team before as well as I serve as leader with horizon youth and fun fact I got married this past May so I get to do the fun spouse intro and get you all to look at my lovely husband Josiah <laughs> Anyways, I only have five minutes, so that's all he gets. So, who here has Thanksgiving traditions? Three people. Awesome. So, my family does traditions with every holiday. So, for Thanksgiving, my mom has done a tradition we've done since we were kids. She'll put popcorn kernels on the dinner table. And when guests arrive, they just think it's like fun decor. But by the time we're done eating, this is when we execute our tradition. So, we'll grab a bowl and then... For everything you're thankful for, you'll put a kernel in the bowl. So I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful for my job, for my house. And we'll all go in a circle and everyone at the table has to say what they're thankful for. This is a way for us to reflect on the year we've had. What has gone done in our lives? What are we thankful for? But there has been seasons in my life I've sat at that table and didn't feel like I had anything to be thankful for. There's times we've had to go into a circle and I felt like, God, honestly, I don't know what you've done in my life this past year. But what if I told you that it says in the Bible that it is his will for us to be thankful even when it's not easy. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, it says, rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. In every situation, no matter the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. For this is the will for God for you in Jesus Christ. And in the New Testament, just a little fun fact, Paul speaks about being thankful 46 times at least. So clearly he's trying to get something across. So it says, delight in your faith and in every situation be thankful, but it's not that easy. So how do we do it? How do we begin to be thankful in every season? The scripture says, be unceasing and persistent in prayer. So through prayer, we can have dependence in God. Paul's saying, spend time in the word, spend time praying to him. 
And then it says, in every situation, no matter the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. Not every once in a while, not when you're feeling it, but continually give him your thanks. So notice Paul isn't just saying in the good circumstances, when you're feeling happy, when life's going good, he's saying no matter how you're feeling, no matter your emotions, give him all of your thanks and all the glory. And we can give thanks in all circumstances because we trust that God is working in ways we cannot see. I'll say that again. We can give thanks in all circumstances because we trust that God is working in ways we cannot see. So it begins with giving our thanks to God and our putting our trust in him and then it'll just flow. Church, God will never command us to do something he hasn't enabled us to do. This isn't an impossible thing. We are capable of showing him thanks through every season. So how do we apply this to our lives? I have two somewhat easy steps so we can start showing him our thanks. Number one, we need to see God as more than our Santa Claus. When we go to him, what is the first thing we say? Do we just give him all our requests or do we show him thanks? So I encourage you, when you go to him in prayer, start with your gratitude. Start with the things he's done in your life before you just unload all the things you need. And number two, thank him for the things unseen. Because God is going to move in our lives even when we can't see it. Even when we feel like everything's going wrong, he's still moving in our lives and we still need to show him our thanks. So be grateful for what's in front of you, for the things you can see, but be grateful for the things unseen. The fact that it's God's will for us to be thankful means he will empower us to do it. Because it's his will, he will empower us to do it. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for everyone here in this room. And I thank you that we have the opportunity to reflect on our gratitude towards you. I pray through all the seasons we go through in our lives that we're able to look to you. We're able to come to you and praise your name before anything else. That we're able to see you in the hard times. That we're able to look through to you and see you, Lord. And that our gratitude just flows every time we pray to you, God, every time we have connections with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Um, first, let me say how thankful I am to stand here today. Thank you, Pastor Craig, for this opportunity to share and feel leadership in this church. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jacob, and my wife, Carly, and I moved to Horizon in 2017 when she became the kids pastor here. Uh, we've been married for seven years and have lived all around the world. We met in Australia, we lived in the UK for a while, and we've been living in Canada ever since. It's been quite an adventure. So I've had the privilege of being one of the worship leaders at Horizon for a few years now. And I first got involved in sung worship at my home church when I was a teenager, and I used to be terrified of leading worship. But it was something I felt called to, and so I took the steps I needed to to follow that call. I remember one particular time as a teenager, I was leading worship in a small group and was wearing a gray t-shirt and it was just a different color <laughs> by the end of the set, as I'm sure you can you know, imagine. And I, it, I just finished shaking and was just terrified of stepping out into that place. In, in this room, 
we've all faced challenges. For some, this past year may have been a challenge of stepping into a calling. It might have been financial pains or maybe health or personal struggles. Yet, here we are still standing. Why? Because God is with us. The joy, the laughter and the testimonies that we see in this room are proof that God is in the business of turning situations around. I wanna share with you today from Psalm 126. Uh, This Psalm is a beautiful passage that encapsulates the sheer power of God's blessings and our reasons to be thankful. And it was likely written soon after the Israelites returned from exile. So I'll read it for us. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. And in the Passion Translation, it even says, we laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. I I love that kind of picture. Can you feel the raw emotion in that passage? The pure joy, the Israelites coming out of captivity realized that their freedom felt almost dreamlike. It was something they hadn't known, this people. Would you close your eyes for a moment? Remember a time when God moved in your life. Maybe it was in your health or in a relationship. Perhaps it was just peace in your heart during a turbulent season. Now think about how you felt when you came out of that. Have you had those moments where you felt so elated it was almost like you were dreaming? When God moves, the impossible becomes possible. And so God has done a lot of work in me over the years and I'm thankful for the ways he's grown me and developed me, but I still find it scary to get up here and stand in front of groups of people. But it's much easier now than it once was and I know more than ever that he is with me. Those moments of dreamlike praise and elation now typically happen for me during those times of worship. There's something about a group of people crying out to God Unattamed, untamed and unashamed. I count it amongst my big, the biggest privileges of my life that I get to be part of leading this moment and it's not something I take lightly. This last week, as Pastor Craig was talking about earlier, I got to lead at the worship gathering with the young adults here and it quickly became one of those moments of a deep joy and thankfulness and it almost became dreamlike as we pressed into his presence and felt him move in that room. So as we gather around our Thanksgiving tables this weekend, feasting and enjoying the company of loved ones, let's remember the great things the Lord has done for us. Hope when all seemed lost, strength in weakness, love in loneliness. And I wanna encourage you to do these three things, to remember, to share, and to celebrate the moments that God moved in your life. So number one, remember God's faithfulness. Think about what he's done in your life. It's great to inspire others, but sometimes we need to remind ourselves of God's goodness towards us. Has he been faithful to you? Has he been generous to you? Has he healed you, restored you, set you free? Remember what the Lord has done in your life. You are here right now because of his intervention in your life. So let's remember, so share God's faithfulness. The nations took notice of Israel's restoration. When God does a mighty work in your life, don't keep it to yourself. Tell others and share the news. What an opportunity we have to share something deeper about the life-transforming power of the one who saved us. Hearing that God has done something in another's life helps us to realize that God can do it in our lives too. And three, celebrate God's faithfulness. Then, like the Israelites, let our homes be filled with laughter and joy. Let's celebrate like David, not caring what it looks like because our joy is contagious and the world needs it. When you hear a testimony of God's faithfulness, praise Him. 
When you hear of God's generosity, praise Him. When you hear of His healing power, a life saved, a life restored or set free, praise Him. He is worthy and deserving of our praise. So let's approach this Thanksgiving with hearts full of gratitude. For the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Amen. Hello. Well, my name is David Blandy, and uh, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to read. Colossians 3.17 says this, and whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. For those of you who are married or are in a relationship, uh, you know this to be true, that when you uh, get in a relationship, you, you join in with that person's family. For better or for worse, a lot of times. <laughs> I know that when I, when I started dating Kaylin, who's sitting right in the middle, or over here, um, she had to adjust to the way my family is. And I, and I adjust is an understatement. Um, <laughs> For context, I come from an Iraqi Kurdish uh, family, and when it comes to weddings, marriage, I mean, the first time she came over, they started talking about marriage, like, so if that's the way it started, you know, okay. <laughs> Anyways, or maybe you, joined a, maybe you joined a sports team or in the past, and there's a certain culture, there's a certain way of being that you have to commit to. If you're an athlete, you know this to be true, that your life revolves around the sport that you play as, and as Christians, it's the same way. I won't necessarily get into the whole context of Colossians and I would highly recommend that you would read it yourself. It's really good. Um, the whole Bible is good. So just, just read your Bibles. <laughs> Come on, I, don't, I can walk off right now. <laughs> Paul, who's writing to a church in Colossae is encouraging and reminding the church to remember who their God is that because of, your, of his faithfulness, because of their faithfulness in Jesus, you no longer live the way you once did. You once sat in darkness, as we, you once sat in your chains, you once were held captive to the way of your old life, but in Christ, you are different. You are changed because he died and he rose again. Colossians 1 tells us that once you were alienated from God and you were enemies and were enemies in your minds, but now he has reconciled you. So once you were in chains, once you were held captive, once you were, you were in your bondage, but now you are a different person. Now you have been reconciled to Jesus. Once you were away from God, but now you're alive again through him because this is what we were called, because of this, we are called to a certain way of living. Colossians 2 calls us to live in him freely and boldly because of he is a good God. And, he, and in this, as he calls us deeper into relationship, into relationship with him, he calls us to right living. Colossians 3, just before verse 17, it's, it tells us to set our minds on, on Jesus, that we put away the desires of our hearts and ex, in exchange for the things that he has called us to. And in this, we do this all because of Jesus. And it's been because of him that we've been set free. And it's because of him that we are in this, we have been joined into this family. So whatever you do, whatever you say, let it be all in this new reality that we are part of the family of God. Come on, even in that, begin to remember the things that you have been through. Remember the things that God has called you to. Remember the things that he has asked you to do. 
that job, that, that manager that you, you want to say rude things to your manager. Maybe you want to, maybe you have this frustration with your, with your work. Yeah, I'm talking to myself here. <laughs> Remember who you are. Remember who you are doing this with. Remember who you're doing this with. That you're no longer doing this for your boss. You're no longer doing this for whoever. You're doing this for, for an audience of one. As James reminds us that every good and perfect gift is from above. Every perfect gift is from above. And he says every good and perfect gift. That job, that door that was, that was open, that door that was closed. I remember that after graduating from Bible college and in the middle of the pandemic, and I was reminded like all the doors were shut. But I had, to, I had to remember, I had to say, Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for, your, for the way that you've called me, for the things that you've called me to do. If any of those opportunities are actualized, I would not be standing here today. When you have a difficult conversation, be reminded that you are a part of a new family in Christ, that you are a son and a daughter of the Most High. When you are about to get angry, be reminded of who you live for. This reminder can shift the atmosphere in you and around you. That, that thankfulness not only just changes um, our hearts, but it changes the atmosphere around us. That maybe that, that thing, that maybe that frustration you had wasn't actually, God can change it all through thankfulness. And it's no wonder 46 times, right? There's a reason for that. One simple way that we can, we can start our days is in silence. And in, in, our, in that silence, we start to begin to praise God. We begin to thank God for not only what he has done, but what he's going to do in the day and in the next day, because he is good. Because it is through the blood of Jesus that we are able to live this life. Even if you're, if you're dealing with grief right now, if you're dealing with confusion right now, be, start to begin to praise Jesus for what he has done in your life. And it's not a coping mechanism, that's just the reality. That, that even in the midst of grief, in the midst of frustration, in the midst of anger, we can begin to praise him. So even right now, take 30 seconds just to begin to praise God in your, in your hearts. Just begin to praise God because he is good. And I, and I, just, wanna, I just wanna remind us that even in the midst of it all, we're, we still have a good God. In the midst of all the frustration that you have, we have a good God. Thankfulness, again, changes the things. I have, I have to be reminded of this all the time. That even, even when, when the door is closed, even when the door is closed, his goodness knows no bounds. Even when the door is closed. And, when, and then I have to be reminded that those doors will open again. That new doors will open. New opportunities will open. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> Good morning, church family. My name is Lola. Thanks, Pastor Craig. My name is Lola Aquataya. Um, so much pressure on the last person, so you guys cheer me on. Um, my family and I joined Horizon a little over a year ago. My husband, the dashing man who spoke a few weeks ago, and our two children, um, Falami and Marola, 11 and 8. So I have less than five minutes. I'm just going to get right into it. 
Today, I want to share a bit about how to remain in thanksgiving. And I want to ask, where are you on the scale of thanksgiving? Do you find yourself being constantly grateful? Do you sometimes slip into complaining? Or are you often complaining about one thing or another? Philippians 4, 6, and 7 say, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Church, I want to remind us to return to thanksgiving. See, we're human, and we'll likely slip into complaining. It's just, it's just part of life. But when we do, we need to realign ourselves and remember God's goodness. Think on his faithfulness. Think about his love. See, the more you think about his faithfulness, the more you'll find yourself giving thanks. We have a saying in my culture that a reflective person is a thankful person. So when you think, you're primed to give thanks. And then I want to urge us to stay tuned to thanksgiving. Because it's one thing to say, oh, be thankful, but... It's a, it's a constant thing, right? We need to be deliberate about giving thanks. Thanksgiving has to be a lifestyle, and we need to adopt a gratitude mindset. Sometimes this means avoiding being around complainers. You know, those people who always have something going wrong with them, and you talk to them, and you just feel drained. They've drained the life out of you. So it's important for us to consider our association. Thanksgiving doesn't mean that we should be disillusioned, ignoring reality. Rather, it means that despite the harshness of our reality, we choose, choose to focus on God's track record and allow his peace to fill our hearts. Colossians 4.2 says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving is a part of our prayer. When we come to God and ask for something, it's part of it to pray, to thank him and knowing that, Lord, you are bigger than this thing and I trust you. And then I want to urge us to pick up on Thanksgiving. What does that mean? It means to stay connected in Thanksgiving. When a song comes on in your heart, sing it out loud. Sometimes the Lord is leading us into praise and Thanksgiving for reasons unknown to us. And we need to be sensitive to the ways he's leading us to give thanks. You know, when I suddenly find myself breaking out into praise and worship, I lean into that. I wake up in the morning, a song comes on. I'm like, oh, that song's like 15 years old. I sing it out loud. And I just, I tell my husband, I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I know that God has done something. And sure enough, it, it rolls around, right? And we see this in scripture, Acts 16 um, verses 25 to 26 says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Last year we bought a condo and you know, we were excited about it and uh, pretty much two weeks after, the interest rate started to climb up um, and up and up. And initially, like, well, we've got this. We have all this money. But um, we didn't get it. Like, the interest rates kept going up and up. And finally, we realized that, look, we are 
we've reached our limits, you know, we've, all of our savings is going into paying for this house. Did we make a mistake? Should we have waited a little longer? You know, we have those questions. Um, and then finally, we, we, we adjusted and we realigned and started to give thanks and say, Lord, we know you'll come through for us. And I used to tell my husband, we cannot be stranded. God will come through. And sure enough, he did, right? He, he gave my husband a raise favor for a raise and gave me the wisdom to find a much better job. And so now we can pay, we can pay comfortably for our home. Um, obviously, I would have loved to see all this money in my account, but the point is we are kept. And sometimes that's what Thanksgiving does for you. It helps you to know that you are kept. And so there's an assurance that comes with remaining in Thanksgiving, the peace of God that guards our hearts and will ultimately lead us to the way out. When we stay tuned to the frequency of Thanksgiving, the song of victory will come on. And um, I just want to encourage anyone here today, especially if you're you know, in that midnight hour, to give thanks because we serve a God that can shake it from the foundation and lose the bonds. Thank you. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Thanksgiving is a command first. It's a discipline at times, as they've all said. Enter with thanksgiving. Give thanks. Give praise. It's good to start it out as a discipline. You know, when kids are little, we have to say to them, say thank you. Say thank you for the candy. Say thank you for, say thank you for. And it's an issue if at 15 you're still having to say Give thanks, be, be thankful, thank, because we, our hope is that what started out as discipline becomes a delight, because it's a heart shift that happens. Instead of just doing it because I know what I need to do, I do it because it flows out of a recognition that every good and perfect gift in my life is not because of me, it's because of him. It is good to give thanks to the Lord to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. Psalm 95 and 2 says this, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with a song of praise. I invite you to stand to your feet. I want you to think for about 30 seconds about what you're thankful for and why. Because in a moment... We're going to do what Psalm 95 and 2 says. We're going to make a joyful noise to him. Because I wonder if anybody in the room can make some noise giving thanks to God for who he is. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder in a moment if there's anybody in the room that could give good, good th make some noise for the goodness and faithfulness that you've seen Jesus do in your life. I wonder, I wonder in a moment as we sing, if you can give, make some noise for the one who rescued you, for the one who walked you through dark valleys, for the one who is healing you, for the one who is still at work in you, for the one who has believed in you, for the one who died for you, for the one who was resurrected so that you can walk in newness of life. I wonder, I wonder if there are any joyful noisemakers in the room this morning.
I wonder. Here we go. Are we going to go? All joyful noisemakers this morning. Let's make some noise for he who's worthy. The one who's worthy. the music is down low just I also invite us to take make some noise of your own thanksgiving to Jesus on a count of three one two three let's go thanks to you God you are good you are faithful you walked with us through dark valleys you're with us in the heights and the mountaintops in every season you are with us in seasons when everything is making sense and seasons when we're wondering what's happening we give thanks to our God you are good and worthy of praise in the strong name of Jesus, amen and amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.